Hello and welcome to another episode of the Aligned Performance Podcast, the podcast helping you to achieve your greatest potential with purpose in your career and life. My name is Trang, your host for the show, and firstly, I want to welcome you to the second half of 2022. <laughs> I'm recording this on the 1st of July, which means the first half of the year is now done. And because of that, I have been reflecting a lot. I have been resetting for the second half of the year. And I'm really excited because so much can change in six months. And who knows where I'm going to be at the end of this year. But bring it on. (laughs) Another reason why I have been reflecting a lot is because I've just wrapped up a work season and now slowing down for the next month or so. June was a huge month, probably the biggest month of the year for me. And you may have noticed there weren't that many new podcast episodes in June. And that's because I've been putting all of my energy into all the things that were happening in June. I had three development courses, two of them were interstate, and then I also wrapped up the journey of potential and ran Power Your Potential. So it was pretty, it was pretty constant. And especially, you know, the coaching courses and events that I did, they took so much of my mental and emotional energy because the journey of potential, it's an eight week program. So I wanted to finish on an absolute high and make made sure that everyone had exactly what they need to continue their momentum going forwards and power your potential. Well, it was the first time that I'd run it. So there was so much preparation to go into it and I gave it my all so that those who came could have a pivotal experience in their life to create a new path going forwards completely. Like that's the whole intention of the day, the one day immersion to ignite these guys' potential, ignite their fire so that they can step up to their calling and dominate their career and life. So with all that now wrapped up, I have been recovering physically, mentally, and emotionally, and been reflecting a lot. I've been absorbing all the emotions, all the feelings of how proud I am of myself, and also receiving all of the love, all of the beautiful feedback I've gotten from clients. And I want to share this with you. So some beautiful words from clients who completed the courses last month. Here's one from The Journey of Potential. It was so much more life-changing than I what, than what I thought it would be. I felt so much more connected to the other members in the group than I ever thought I would be, and most importantly, connected to myself. How beautiful is that? Like That's why I do what I do, to create life-changing experiences and at the core, get people to connect more deeply to themselves because... That is the root of all challenges. That's the root of all obstacles, I believe, is that people aren't connected enough to themselves. Here's another one. After six lockdowns and my workplace shutting down, I felt lost and questioned what I should do with my life. I had in mind to write a book for some time, but I didn't know where to start and how. Through working with Trang, I got eight chapters done, but more importantly, an internal shift. I found joy, energy, and fulfillment back. I am a writer. 
that gives me chills. That seriously does because helping people actualize their dreams is everything. Because when people actualize their dreams, then they can thrive in their life. And when enough people thrive, then humanity can thrive. And when humanity thrives, the world can thrive. And that is exactly my vision, to create a thriving, loving, harmonious world. And that's the ripple effect through what I do, creating um, creating change in individuals' lives then they can continue that ripple effect and then the whole world can become a better place. Now, onto today's topic. With the reflections that I've been doing, something that I have been looking back on is all the things that have contributed to my success this year. And I've decided I'm going to share the six key themes that have come up with you in this episode. This episode is very similar to one that I did around this time last year where I shared the six biggest things that contributed to my success over the pandemic. So if you want to go back to that and listen, check out episode number 18. I'll put that in the podcast description. Think of this one as an updated version of that because naturally over 12 months, I have grown and evolved a lot. I have changed the way that I do things. I've learned a lot. So the big things that have contributed to my success this year are different from over the last few years. Uh, some are the same though, because there's simply just some key things that never change, but there are some new things as well. I do want to mention that when I say success, what I'm talking about is not just financial success, although yeah, that should be celebrated too. But what I'm really talking about is the fulfillment and joy that I have in my life and the impacts I have through my work. Like getting to a place where I know if I were to die, I can die happy. And that's exactly the place that you should strive to get to in your life. Not only that, what uh, I want to mention as well is I'm going to share what's worked for me based on my situation and my own journey. A lot of these things I believe are applicable for majority of people and will work for you. But of course, make sure that you apply these things and experiment with them and then find what works for you. So let's get into it. The six biggest things that have contributed to my success this year. Number one, going all in. So for those of you who don't know, late last year, I wrapped up my physio career completely and I went all in with performance and mindset coaching. This has been the very first time in my entire life that I've only focused on one thing in my career. (laughs) Fact, ever since finishing school, I've always done multiple things at once. I've always had eggs in multiple baskets in my career. I've always had physio as one branch. I've only ever done physio part-time. And then I've always run a business part-time as well, whether it's doing personal training, running and strength coaching, or mindset coaching. It's always been a combination of the above. Oh, and I forgot to mention studying nutrition as well. So I've always done multiple things. But this year, I wrapped up my physio career completely and I've gone all in and put 100% of my energy, of my focus onto what I'm doing now. And 
the reason why I, I finished up physio, it, it isn't because I hated physio, of course. I liked it, but I do believe that you can like something and it still not be the most optimal path for you, still not the most aligned path for you. Because when I decided to become a physio, that was when I was 18 and in year 12. And at that age, I only knew so much about the world. Plus, being Asian, growing up in the environment that I did, being at the school that I was at, being a private girls' school, there was really only like three options at the time. I could be a doctor, I could be a lawyer, or a failure. And I guess I'm a failure now, but... <laughs> You know, what I'm saying is at the time, there was a very narrow um, option, uh, narrow amount of options for me to choose from based on my understanding of the world. And since then, I've evolved. So my career, my purpose, my values, all of that has evolved as well. And I'm choosing to follow what my heart's purpose is. And that will change and that's okay. The point is, though, I have gone all in to performance and mindset coaching this year. I've gone all in to do this full time as a business. And I have noticed that things have just skyrocketed because magic happens when you go all in. And it's not just that I'm now spending 100% of my time and energy towards this compared to 60% previously. It's not a proportionate increase like now that I'm doing this full time now now that I've gone all in to my heart's calling there's also this additional factor of momentum there's also this additional factor of exponential growth from going all in like things are expanding things are accumulating very quickly and they're accelerating so much more than when I was only doing things at 60%. So magic happens when you go all in because you're aligning your body, right? Your actions, your mind, and your heart. And all of that is coming together to create this magic. I actually remember a few months back, I caught up with my mom for lunch and I was telling her about how I was so happy with what I was doing and, and I loved it and I'm never going to look back. And she looks at me and she's like, Trang, make sure you keep your physio registration, yeah? Like, have that and then you can fall back onto that whenever you need. You can go back to that whenever you, uh, whenever you choose to. And many people have actually said that to me as well. I get where my mom's coming from. I get that mentality, but also, no, <laughs> no, I don't believe in having a plan B because if someone has a plan B, what are they really saying about their plan A? That they are not going to be giving it their all at an unconscious level. That if it doesn't work out, then they'll go back to plan B, which means they're giving themselves permission to not force themselves to make plan A work no matter what. And I believe that slight mentality of having a plan B 
is what creates a self-fulfilling prophecy where plan A doesn't then work out. But here's the thing. If there's no plan B, if you go in 100% to plan A and you just keep going, then you can't not succeed. You can't not succeed if you go all in. I really do believe when you follow your heart, you will become invincible. I believe that. When you follow your heart, you will become invincible. And that doesn't mean that you're going to be successful in three months or six months or that the journey is going to be smooth and easy. It's going to take time. It's going to take energy, but eventually you will get there. That's what I believe. So going all in to my heart's calling and my purpose this year is the biggest thing that I attribute to my success this year. Because I've been doing business part-time for many years, like pretty much since I finished school, but never has it skyrocketed as much as this year. So for you, if you have a pursuit, then are you holding yourself back by not going all in? That leads to the second point which is to not overthink and just do. That's the second thing that I attribute to my success this year. Jumping into things without over planning, without feeling ready, just taking the leap. And this isn't the first time I've spoken about this. I've spoken about this before, that I attribute all of my successes in my entire life to the fact that I am a little bit impulsive. (laughs) And some might say that that is irresponsible. But here's the thing. Because I've said yes to so many things in my lifetime, of course, there has been some poor decisions. Of course, I've made mistakes. Of course, some of my decisions have caused setbacks. But the loss from those setbacks and from those poor decisions are nowhere near the magnitude of growth and success and opportunities that I have gotten in my lifetime from saying yes. So in the big picture, saying yes has far outweighed the losses from saying yes and being a little bit impulsive. (laughs) Of course, though, like I haven't been stupid and and made decisions without some reason like the level of jumping into things I'm talking about here is this it's not it's not me saying yes to climbing Mount Everest next week without any training like that's not the level of jumping into things I'm talking about I'm talking about saying yes to doing base camp in two months time So it's still a stretch and it's still pretty scary, right? Still very scary, but it is realistic enough for me to push myself and get myself ready to do base camp in two months time. That's the level that I'm talking about. So of course, I'm not saying to just do anything and and be completely silly. There's still a line and who knows where that line is because 
humans are pretty adaptable and humans are pretty resilient to to do things and um, to make things work. Like the sink or swim mentality. I think that is a really good mentality because like I said, more times than not, you will swim. Like humans are very resilient. We haven't evolved over millions of years for nothing. We're the last one standing because we have a lot of strength and we have a lot more in us than people give themselves credit for. So here's an example, right? Um, Power your potential. Last month, I actually came up with the idea of power your potential only six weeks or so before I actually ran it. Because what happened was I ran the Enlightened in April, the Enlightened being the three-day summit. But then I wanted to have a one-day, more introductory, more accessible version. So I came up with that idea. I planned everything for it. I launched it. I ran it within six weeks. Yeah, I was scared. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was going to work out. But I just went all in and therefore... I swam and I made it work versus so many people who I observe spending months, spending years thinking about something, um, especially in the business realm, right? If someone's been doing something online and then they, they're thinking about doing things in person or vice versa, someone's always done things in person the traditional way and then they're thinking about expanding online or if someone wants to start a, a business or change careers or whatever, people spend way too long thinking about it and cause themselves more suffering. They cause themselves more suffering for that versus just jumping straight in and, and saying yes. You know, just do it. You all, you've all heard, if you wait till you're ready, you're going to be waiting a very long time. If you think too much, that's not going to give you more clarity <laughs> more thinking is only going to get you more thinking. It's only going to make you more confused. But actually taking action and trying something out, only that is going to give you answers because you never really know what the future looks like. You'll never really know if you can or can't do something until you do it. Otherwise, while you're thinking, you're just hypothesizing. Here's another example, stand-up comedy. (laughs) So if you've been following me on social media, you'll know that I did a stand-up comedy course last month. Now, here's the thing. I knew almost nothing about stand-up comedy. The only reason why I did this course was because my speaking teacher said that humor was an important skill to have when running events and running workshops and as a speaker. Having humor was important. Otherwise, you'll just become this this serious, professional, boring sack. (laughs) And I didn't want to be that. So I then looked up some stand-up comedy schools in Melbourne. I saw that there was like not that many. I saw one near me had a course starting in two weeks' time. So then I was just like, all right, I'm going to do it. (laughs) I'll, I'll sign up. And... I was so out of my depth. Like I was so out of my comfort zone. The very, the very first class, we straight up 
had to get up and do a two-minute set. And at this point, because of my uh, disorganization, I hadn't prepared anything. (laughs) And I was absolutely shitting myself. Like, honestly, you know, the butterflies in my stomach, they felt more like raging bats that were on fire. (laughs) And I remember sitting there, uh, you know, people were going up first. So I had this build up and I wanted to be anywhere but there that night. And when I got on stage, I bombed. I bombed so hard. But I'm still here. I'm still alive. And then I went through the course. I learned so much, got so much exposure, gained so many skills, was introduced to this whole new world. And then on the final night, I had a five-minute set to perform in front of a full audience. And I actually enjoyed it. I loved it. So... That was a huge learning to jump into things way before you even think that you're ready because then you will make it work. Like during the course, I actually spent a lot of time and invested it into watching more stand-up, into learning more about jokes and writing jokes and refining my jokes. And I only would have I only did that because I had put myself in a situation where I had to expand quickly. And humans it's kind of like a survival thing. It's kind of an uh, an innate thing. We'll only do what we need to survive almost. Like that's by nature what we're inclined to do. So if I didn't do this course, I probably wouldn't have put so much into learning the art of jokes and humor. But because I did do it, then I did. And, and I got so much out of it. So jumping into things. Stop overthinking it. Stop over planning it. It's not going to get you anywhere. Just do it and then you will make it work. Number three, the third thing that has contributed to my success over the last year is in the way that I've changed how I work. So over the last 12 months, uh, not just the last six months, but the last 12, I have started working in seasons. So I'll explain what that means in a second, but just imagine this. Imagine a high-performance engine, like an F1 car. It can go really fast, right? It can go really powerful, but for relatively short periods of time. And in between, it needs to be switched off. It needs to just sit idle. (laughs) Or think of Usain Bolt. Very high-performing engine. It can run faster than anyone else in the world for 100 meters. But it's not like he can do that five times in a row. He does it once, he goes hard, and then he must rest and recover in between. And that highlights the principle of contrast. Going really hard and then backing off completely and fully resting. So think of it like sometimes you're at a 10 and sometimes you're at a 1. And that's what I've implemented in my work. Instead of following the standard model of work, doing Monday to Friday, 48 or 50 weeks of the year, I've started working really hard for two to two and a half months at a time and then taking anywhere between two to four weeks of recovery time. So I've just finished a work season May, June, and then July. Now I'm I'm resting and I'm traveling and all that. And I have found that to be so incredible for my productivity and 
for my creativity. Because naturally, motivation and creativity, it comes in waves. I'm sure you've all experienced, sometimes you just have this burst of inspiration and motivation and you go really hard and then that dwindles. That's just natural. You know, it comes and goes in waves. So why not harness the the nature of how we work? You know, we work in seasons. Um, there's a reason why bears will hibernate for months of the year and completely rest and then get up and live life outside of that. There's a reason why we sleep for eight hours a night where we're completely useless. We just sleep and then we wake up and then we live life for the other 16 hours of the day versus being awake 24 hours of the day, but kind of being in between. So I found that to be really, really beneficial. I've loved that. It's allowed me to go really hard and make the most of the work season, go really intense, but then also rest in between and um, you reset my creativity, feel really rejuvenated to go again. Now with this, some people might ask, well, why do you need to swing from one to 10? Like, why do you need to be so extreme? Isn't it actually smarter to stay at five all the time? And my response is, yeah, like going, being at five all the time is okay. But then you're not actually really getting the best of either of the worlds. Like if you're just on all the time, even if it's a low frequency on, then are you really on? And are you really off? Like not really. But when you're really on, then you can be really on. And then when you're really off, you can be really off. And you can actually enjoy both and have that contrast. Also, it provides me with lifestyle flexibility to be able to go traveling and to be able to take proper time off and spend extended time with friends and family and reading and playing the piano and all those things gives me that lifestyle flexibility because why wait till you're 65 and retired to actually have time off? Why not implement Tim Ferriss's um, model of mini retirements where you take mini retirements throughout your lifetime and actually enjoy life as you go. So working in seasons has been really beneficial for me. And I I understand that not everyone is self-employed and has that flexibility. But even if you aren't, what if you still split up your life into more contrasted seasons than what you're doing now? So even if you work nine to five, Monday to Friday, are you really switching off at nights? Are you really switching off on weekends? Are you really switching off during your you know, four weeks off of the year? Right? Like having that contrast, are you really working when you're at work? Or are you still checking social media or are you still procrastinating? As well as that, I do want to I do want to challenge you as well. Like if you love the idea of this mini retirement um, and you love the idea of working in seasons, then don't limit yourself. Don't limit yourself to the fact that just because you're in a current job now, you know, it doesn't mean that you you can't change that. If you really wanted to chase that, just because it's unfamiliar, just because you've never done it before 
doesn't mean that it's not available to you. You know, once again, like I, I created this, I chose this. So could you get a casual job where you have more flexibility? Could you start a business where you have more flexibility? If that's what you want. Don't limit yourself. Move the lines. Don't just operate between the lines that you have built over your lifetime until now. Number four, the fourth biggest thing that has contributed to my success this year is investing in myself. So as I mentioned, in June, I did three different development courses, two of them where I flew interstate just for the weekend for it. But also this whole year, you know, 2022, I've invested in myself. I've done more um, coaching, I've received more coaching and more mentoring than ever before. And full transparency, like I, I think I spent just under half of my earnings on development work because that's what I prioritize. That's what I know I want. So I will make other sacrifices so that I can do that. And I'm, <laughs> I'm not just saying this because I'm saying you need to invest in me. I'm saying you need to invest. So whether it's with me or with someone else or in another form like books or something, invest in your development. Because here's the thing about when you invest in yourself and you invest in doing some some development work. Even before you start the development work, just by investing and actually financially committing, then you are already having a transformation in that moment. Because when you, when you invest in something, when you hand over a financial investment, then that is a symbolization of your energetic commitment. Because if you're not energetically committed to something, if you're not prioritizing something, then you're not going to, you're not going to spend a lot of money on it, are you? Like if you don't like something, you're not going to be spending thousands of dollars on it. But when you commit to something and you invest, say, as an example, $5,000 instead of $50, then you are already unconsciously telling your brain that this is what I am going to prioritize. Like in that moment, for you to have made that decision, you will already have overcome a mental barrier. You will have already had a mental shift. In order to make that decision to hand over $5,000, right? Like you will have already overcome like self-doubt. You will have already overcome um, lack of self-trust. You will already overcome lack of confidence. You have already started the mindset of looking at yourself as a future version of yourself rather than the current version of yourself. You've already overcome fear. You will have already overcome lack of commitment. You've already had a transformation just by investing. And this is so true because here is an example. There was one client who signed up to do the journey of potential. And even before the journey of potential started, she already started to create change in her life. What did she do? She actually ended a relationship that she was in that she knew wasn't right for her. And she said, because she committed such um, at such a high level to the journey of potential, she knew that she needed to make the most of the course. And in order to make the most of the course, she knew she needed to leave this relationship. By being in this relationship, she knew that um, it would hold her back 
So even before the course started, I hadn't even taught her anything yet. She made a decision that she said she wouldn't have made otherwise. She made the decision to step up, to take accountability and to take action to end this relationship. And that in itself is transformational. Like even if, even if like I canceled the journey of potential and it never started, she would have already have created momentum towards rising up to a higher version of herself. That is the power, guys. That's the power of investing in yourself. You have this energetic commitment. And that's why, like, I don't believe, and this is another reason why I believe in investing in yourself. Because if you don't invest in yourself, like, even if you get free information off the internet, off, like, you know, books, which still is an investment, they still need to buy a book, but it's like a lower level of financial investment. The question becomes, are you really valuing that information? Are you really valuing what that thing has to offer you if you haven't uh, actually given something in return, if you haven't sacrificed something? Hint, the answer is no. (laughs) Because think about it, there is infinite information already available on the internet. There's infinite information available for you right now to achieve anything that you want. But why don't people utilize that information? Why do people not change their lives? Why do people download free courses and then never even look at it? Because they haven't needed to actually energetically commit to it. And I really believe in that. That's why I continually invest in myself because I know that even by investing, just just the act of investing, that's already me showing myself again and again that I am here. I am showing up and I am committed. That ties into the next thing that has contributed to my success. And that is by investing in myself so much this year, I've also exposed myself to more mentors, higher level mentors, different people who are further along their journey than me and different people on the same journey as me. I've essentially exposed myself to an environment of higher caliber people, which then pulls me to a higher level of thinking and doing. I always talk about this, your environment, right? Your environment is so powerful because you will naturally, without even realizing it, always be a mold of your environment, And if your environment is at a small or low level, you'll naturally conform to that level. If your environment is a very high level, if it's very big, then you will naturally find yourself at that level in that environment. Think of it like this. Think of a fish in a small fish tank. It's going to be pretty easy to be the biggest fish in a small fish tank because there's probably not that many fish, right? And also being in a small fish tank, this fish's growth is going to be limited. It, it can't get bigger than the fish tank it's in. Literally, it just can't. <laughs> so it's going to, this goldfish in this fish tank is going to feel like it's a big dog. It's going to feel like it's the shit because it's in a small fish tank. Until you drop this goldfish 
into a huge aquarium. Now, this goldfish is going to be the smallest fish in the aquarium. It's going to be looking at, you know, manta rays and sharks. It's going to be small. And then, not only that, but now that it's an aquarium, it's going to have more potential for growth. It's going to just, it's going to grow bigger um, because it's got more space to grow. Like naturally, that's why fish in an aquarium, sharks in an aquarium will never be as big as fish or sharks in the ocean. So me doing a lot of investment work, me meeting new people at a higher level is equivalent to going into a bigger fish tank, going into an aquarium. And there's multiple benefits that allows me to grow to a higher level, right? Like it, it, it shows me the potential that I have and then it drives me to grow faster and grow bigger. But also I'm surrounding myself with these higher caliber individuals, which starts to raise the bar of what is normal for me. <laughs> Here's an example. I actually used to think that I prepared well for my events. I used to write out um, the rough idea of what I wanted to talk about and then I'd rehearse it maybe once, maybe twice. I thought that was a good level of preparation. <laughs> maybe compared to people who don't rehearse at all or people who don't even run events. <laughs> because when I met my new speaking teacher, he is world-class. He's one of the best in the world. And you know what he shared with me? A rehearsal needs to be at least 10 times. At least 10 times. And that's not even the whole rehearsal routine. But, you know, just to keep it simple, at least 10 times. And I was like, whoa, that's so much. But then now rehearsing just once or twice feels like it's nothing I've raised the bar of the level of detail of the standard that I hold for myself. And previously, I had a standard for myself where if I could sell out events in Melbourne, then I would be stoked with that. Until meeting this mentor who travels the world, who speaks alongside people like Matthew McConaughey, and he used to be where I'm at now. So now that's available to me and it previously wasn't even on my radar, but now I'm like, I can do that too. You know, I could be at that world-class level. So being around, you know, people further along your journey from you is inspiring and shows to you what is available so that you then rise up to that level that you previously would never have even thought about. The final thing the final thing that's contributed to my success this year has been something that I have been implementing and then I actually um, kind of went backwards a little bit and relearned the lesson even harder just a month ago and this is it making sure that I am receiving and absorbing everything that's happening at an emotional level, not just an intellectual level. So making sure that I'm receiving and absorbing everything at an emotional level, not just at an intellectual level. 
this is all around making sure that you're feeling the feels, not just thinking the thoughts. This is the thing. High achievers are the ones in the world who have the highest rates of imposter syndrome. That, that's the definition of imposter syndrome. High achievers who actually doubt themselves, who don't give themselves credit for what they've achieved. And that's crazy because it doesn't make sense. You know, high achievers are the ones who have accomplished the most, yet why are, the one, why are they the ones who have the most self-doubt? And the reason for that is because high achievers are so busy being busy They are constantly achieving things. And before they even have time to emotionally absorb the pride that they have for achieving that thing, they're on to the next thing already. They they intellectually give themselves a pat on the back, sure. They intellectually be like, wow, that's, that's really good. Like, I'm proud of myself. I'm really happy that I did that. I'm really surprised that I actually pulled that off. And then they're on to the next thing versus emotionally sitting in it, feeling it at such a deep level that they have that glow in their chest, that throbbing feeling of pride in their stomach, that they're crying of happiness. That is emotionally receiving your experience of life. So for me, that's something that I have um, I have achieved, like understanding the importance of emotionally absorbing and receiving. Yeah, like after the enlightened early this year, I just sat and cried of happiness of the impact that I had. But what actually happened in the most recent work season was I was starting to neglect this, right? I was getting really, um, I was getting really caught up in preparing for all the events that I was running. And I was starting to brush through things at more of a surface level rather than going as deep as I had in the past. So what actually happened from there was I was in the best place that I had ever been. Like I mentioned earlier, this year has been the best yet, truly. Yet, I was starting to get more and more self-doubt. I was starting to feel low. I was starting to not feel as much anymore. I was starting to not believe in my worth, despite having so many clients tell me that I have changed their life and how much I mean to them. I wasn't actually receiving it at an emotional level. Like I'd be like, yeah, like, thank you for sharing that. And I'd intellectually take it and receive it, but I wouldn't let it sink in. And feel what it means for someone to say that to me. And it got to the point where I was starting to really doubt myself. Like people would start to say things to me like, oh, you're, the world is lucky to have you. And I wouldn't believe them. It was starting to get to the point where, you know, getting towards the end of the financial year, I was in the best place that I'd ever been. And here I am being like, I don't even know if I can replicate this success 
next year, let alone grow next year. And that's ridiculous thinking because I was having so much momentum. So it got to the point only about a month ago where I was so blocked off from everything around me. Like I had so much, yet I felt so little of it. And how I describe it is like if you got an, a local anesthetic injection, your sensations are blocked. So there might be people touching you or there might be a needle pricking you. So it's there, but you you blocked it off. You can't feel it. And that's how I that's how um, I was feeling. Like I had all this beauty around me, all this success, but I wasn't feeling it. And the moment that I had to snap out of this was when I did a deathbed visualization, which is something that I run my clients through. It's an experience that changed my life years back. You know, doing a visualization on your deathbed and looking back at your life and, and all that. And usually the deathbed visualization ends with me in tears every single time, like of happiness, right? But this time when I did the deathbed visualization, I just felt nothing. And that was shit. So then I snapped out of it and then all the emotions came back and I could start finally feeling again. I could start actually experiencing this human life again to the fullest to its full extent and all the emotions came flooding back in such a beautiful way I actually remember flying back to Melbourne from one of my courses and when we took off I looked out of the window I could see the curvature of the earth I could see the city below me and I just got so teary at how beautiful this world is at how lucky I was to be doing what I was doing And then I went live into the Journey of Potential Facebook group. Those who were in JOP will remember this. I went live and I was like crying, telling everyone how grateful I was for them, how much I loved them. And like it got me into this beautiful state of I can finally experience everything that's happening again. Because otherwise, what's the point? Like, what's the point of living life if you can't actually experience it and feel it? Like, that's at the core what humans desire. Like, humans are emotional um, at the core and humans desire the feelings of happiness and joy and fulfillment and all those things at the deepest level. That's what we desire. So that's the final thing. Receiving and absorbing at an emotional level, not just at an intellectual level. And why is that important for success? Because if you aren't connected to your emotions, then you're not going to have much motivation and drive in your life, are you? (laughs) You're going to eventually hit a wall. You're going to eventually lose passion for what you're doing. You're going to eventually burn out. But when you are living life to its fullest, when you are fulfilled, then that's going to mean you can be sustainable in your work for the rest of your life. All right, guys, that is it. Those are the six biggest things that have contributed to my success this year. This episode has been extremely long, so I kind of apologize, but I'm not really going to apologize because take it as me making up for the lack of episodes the last few weeks, but also me giving everything to you. Like 
me taking all my experiences and sharing it with you as a gift so that you can thrive in your life as well, so that you can achieve your dreams. And the only way that you can do that is if I deep dive and share how you can shift at the core of who you are, because that's the level that change happens. Change doesn't happen at the surface, tip of the iceberg level. So take this gift and I really hope that you can put something in action. You can implement and create change now. Like don't let my experiences and this podcast go to waste. You take it and you use it. All right, guys, that's it for another episode. I will catch you next week. Cheers.